Good morning. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am so excited to be doing more new shows. Season nine is well into play for Table for Two. So I'm thrilled to be in my very own house. A big shout out to ZK. Thank you so much for making my house the off-site studio for me from Nachum. Um, Nachum is doing shows from the Lower East Side, but um, I am doing mine right here in my house um, and I'm really thrilled that we can I've got no commute <laughs> so this is great uh, thanks CK really again and a big muzzle top to the upcoming wedding now I'm actually recording this on Wednesday morning and you're going to hear this on Friday morning in between there will be a wedding so we just want to say muzzle top to the Wallach and Siegel families on their upcoming wedding so just so exciting Okay, so for those of you are tuning in for the very first time, if you guys know this by heart, say it with me. For those, uh, I'm about all the food, all the time. Okay, fantastic. I love food. Enter word here. I love to shop for food. I like to cook for food. <laughs> I love to eat at restaurants, anything Food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I give cooking classes, run chop competitions, Zoom classes. I do uh, small time catering jobs. Um, and I wrote two cookbooks. Um, speaking of cookbooks, in just a couple minutes, we're going to announce the winner for Danielle Renoff's cookbook from uh, the premiere show. Um, of the season, so we're, we're going to uh, announce that in a couple of minutes. EK is actually going to pull the winner out, so we're going to uh, stay tuned for that. Um, I also like hearing about your food experiences too, so email me, Naomi, at nachamsegal.com. I love hearing when you email me. I love hearing from you, whether you send me a message on Instagram or Facebook or an email. I love it. It's fantastic. So keep it up, guys. Um, so I just want to give a little shout out to Pescada in Brooklyn. I went there for a meal on about 10 days ago. Everything's a blur in my head. The food was amazing. I don't know if ZK, can you, have you been there? On, on, on. We, we do Uber Eats from them all the time. You do Uber Eats from them? All the time. Okay. How, how insane is their food? The food is amazing. Right? If you are not living anywhere near Brooklyn and you're looking for a destination restaurant, Go check it out and tell them Naomi Nachman sent you. And through like I think middle of September till Rosh Hashanah, I think if you go there and mention my name, you get like a free Napoleon dessert. I think that's still going. I'll double check with them. But you tell them. Try it out next time. <laughs> the food is amazing. Amazing. Like I love milkshakes a lot, but I love fleshics even more. Like I'm a big meat person. But that restaurant was outstanding. Really like Shout, big, big, big shout out. I keep going on and on. What? Top notch. Top, top notch, as ZK, ZK saying. So uh, go check it out. Um, another thing I want to share with everyone, I don't even know if ZK knows this. I've been invited to work on the Smilo Family Destination Program, the Sukkus. I actually went to Florida on Monday to Orlando to do a ground check. Um, the place is stunning. It literally has like five swimming pools. And we met with all their staff to go over all the protocols. The Smilo family is amazing. Shlomi and Zora Smilo, they are out in California. They have been in this catering business and program business for like this. They have the second generation. Their kids being the third generation are also going to be there as well helping out. So if you guys are looking to go for an amazing sucrose program, that follows all the laws, the masks, the social distancing, 
everything will be followed to a T, lucite glass. I've, I went down there to see myself just to make sure that all the protocols were met and, and of course, Shalemi did as well um, and Devorah and I was very impressed with the hotel, the hotel staff and the vision that they have for this. You will be served hand and foot like beautifully and it's a beautiful, beautiful grounds. I've got like five swimming pools and basketball courts and tennis courts and giant suites for your family if you want or a smaller room, you know, if you're just a small family like that. They have all different size rooms um, and they have a code for my followers. So if you are interested in going on the program and you listen to Table for Two, you can use the code Naomi10 to save 10% off. Okay, that is super, super, super generous and I hope that you will take advantage of this great offer especially going away for this time of the year, you know. Do they need a live streamer? Do they need a live streamer? ZK wants to come. ZK never wants to go, but <laughs> now he's interested. I need a vacation. <laughs> okay, well, you know, you'll be live streaming. <laughs> yeah, still, at least, you know. Uh, at least you know. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Oh, ZK. All right, maybe ZK will come too. All right. Um, okay, so if you guys are interested, uh, family, family, uh, on Instagram, or you can email me, Naomi, at nachamsegel.com. I'll put you in touch with them. Um, but the Smiley Family Destinations is a great Sukkot vacation for everyone. Okay, ZK, we're ready to pull the winner. We've been talking about this for ages. The winner for Danielle Renov's Peas, Love and Carrots, the cookbook. They are now calling this Encyclopedia, or they're calling it the New Purple Cookbook. Because, number one, she loves purple, and I love purple. My wedding was purple, by the way. <laughs> um... I did not wear a purple dress. I wore a white dress, but everyone else wore a purple dress. And all the napkins were purple, and the flowers were purple, and Danielle's book is purple. We all love purple. Are we ready to pull the winners, EK? Okay. Ready. So I'm going to do the drum roll. Okay. Okay, and the winner is... You ready? Hold on. I'm picking out the winner. Edie Goldman. <laughs> Edie, that is awesome. <laughs> Okay, Edie, congratulations. You won the brand new Peas, Love and Carrots cookbook. We will get that out to you uh, as soon as possible. Um, Edie, please send me your address because I actually don't have your address. Um, and we'll, we'll uh, congratulations and we'll get that out to you. Okay, so as you guys know, I was on a big trip uh, since we were on air last. I went out west. I went to... Um, Wyoming, Montana, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Colorado over the summer. And um, I ended up in Denver for Shabbos, and we ate at a restaurant. It was actually our first time eating indoors because they can eat indoors in Colorado. And I met the amazing Shua Horowitz, who is the um, owner of the restaurant and the deli there. He's actually a Long Island boy, transplanted him and his family to Denver. They love it. His kids are in Camp Dina with me and I want to have him on the show. So I'm just going to uh, call him up. Ring, 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 ring. Do you guys hear that? Let's see if she was going to pick up. Okay, here we go. Hello. Shura Horowitz. That is me. You are live on air on Table for Two. How are you? I'm doing well this morning. How are you? Good, thank God. So how's Colorado doing? Colorado is gorgeous. It's 80 degrees, and we had some snow two nights ago at 11,000 feet of elevation. You had snow in August? Not in Denver itself, but, you know, 
All the way west into the mountains, yes. Oh, that is so cool. So when we were driving through the Rocky Mountain Forest, we did see quite a lot of mountains that still had ice on it. We even touched some some yep. like ice ice there. Wow. Yep. So uh, two nights ago, we had our first snow. That is crazy. Wow. Okay. Yes. So let's take it back from the very beginning, Shua, so me and all my listeners can get to know you. And I just want to just start off. I'm having sh- who've, people who are just tuning in. This is Shua, Hor- Shua Horowitz. He... You're from Long Island originally. Where did you grow up? Uh, originally from Brooklyn. Uh, got married and moved to Long Island. Spent uh, about 12 years in West Hempstead uh, and then moved out to Denver about five and a half years ago. What prompted the big move? Because it's a pretty big move, you know. It was. Um, opportunity. Uh, someone presented the opportunity to buy the Psycho Shadelli. The old owners were retiring. Okay. Uh, needed a uh, breath of uh, fresh air. Apparently, they thought I would be a good fit. <laughs> were you in the food business before? Uh, years and years and years ago, uh, and 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 only then it was very lightly when I was younger. Uh huh. Okay. So you have this giant menu there, like, and mm-hmm. everything you you we ordered, and and people actually gave me the heads up. You know, you've got mm-hmm. to go to the deli restaurant. It's really good. <laughs> like, it's just as good as any restaurant in Manhattan. You know, I'm like, whoa. You know, I, I, wow. I guess that's become the bar. Like, if you're as good as a Manhattan restaurant, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Wall Street Grill, so there you go. Um, okay. But but everyone like you know, Shlomi Klein said you've got to go, and they all said. Shua is the nicest guy, and I could see that. <laughs> and well, if, when my food isn't good, at least my personality makes up for it. Well, you have both. You have good food and good personality, <laughs> and you're good friends with my cousin, Shelly Serba. So shout out yeah. to Shelly and, and TJ there we and go. Ariel. Shout out to Shelly. Um, and okay. TJ. And TJ. Yes, we had yes. her on the show during Zoom, but I think I'm going to have to try to get her in class. I mean, out of class now. Class has started and we're in, in, back in the studio. She's going to have to come in, TJ. Um, okay, so talk to me about your little bit about your menu, life mm-hmm. in Denver. Okay. So the menu is, is we're the only uh, exclusive kosher restaurant here in Denver and in the surrounding area. So the menu is really very wide range. We've actually, I think I told you this when you were here, we actually trimmed it down. So as big as it is now, it had been bigger at the time. It was like um, seven pages. Correct. Um, it's also the, the our COVID menu, which is the appetizer menu, deli menu, restaurant menu, dessert menus, all coupled in one. Usually they'll be brought out at different parts during the meal. But um, it is a sizable menu regardless. Um, and the goal really is it, many of the locals who come often – would get bored if the menu, since we're the only restaurant, we need to offer them the variety. Right. So we, you need do, to we be did our the, best to really take – You I'm need sorry? to be like the pizza store, the wing wong, the sushi store. Well, not pizza, obviously, because you're flashy, yes. but you need to be have that. Yeah, we need to be a little bit of everything. So we've got everything from, you know, your burgers, your deli sandwiches, Chinese food, Mexican food, uh, all the way up to our dry-aged steaks. And so dry we, aged we offer steaks. a little bit of everything – for whatever you're looking for. Now, did you know how to make all this dry-aged steak? Because that's like a whole situation going there. It is. Or did um, you no, learn so that I on have, the job? I, I, I try every year or so, every year or two, to teach myself something new, uh, sort of challenge myself. The dry aging was something I took on about two and a half years ago. It took me, I would say, about six to eight months to get it to where I like it and where it is now. Um, it was an expensive uh, hobby, you know, trial and error, but uh, <laughs> I like where it came out. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that you do that. Like you're looking to keep up with the, your community, be mm-hmm. amazing for the outsiders that come in and visit because Colorado is always a destination spot, summer or winter, correct? 
That is correct. We have two major tourist seasons, ski season and the summer season. This year, the summer season was blew up. I mean, Colorado was a, a safe state to, both to visit as well as to come back from. So we saw an increase of tourism. Uh, again, if I had to estimate, probably 30%. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people are telling me, and especially after my trip. In fact, on my show next week, I'm going to be having somebody who can help plan the trip. So I hope you'll tune in, everyone, next week because I'm going to be having uh, Rachel Critch, and she actually helps plan people's trips. I, I plan my own trip because I kind of love doing that. That's my hobby is I plan trips for my family. Um but I'm going to have her on the show and, and I, you know, to plan a Colorado or out west trip. That's not California. People, like a lot of people will go to California. But if you've already done California, Colorado and, and even though Colorado and Wyoming, how far are you from Yellowstone if you drive direct? Honestly, I, I don't know. I've never gone. Uh, okay. <clears throat> personally, Sorry. I've never gone. But um, you can, the beauty about Denver is you could fly into Denver. Again, you've got the access to the kosher food. There are... Uh, there's an epicenter of Jewish life, so there's access to Minyanim, there's access to whatever you need. And then really, in a short drive, you're into the abyss almost, and it's absolutely, absolutely gorgeous. Right. Uh, you can go farther, and obviously it, it will continue to stay beautiful, but you don't necessarily have to. Within an hour to two hours of Denver itself, the airport of our store, you're you're into it, and it is just magnificent. Right. Oh, it was unreal. Where did I go that, that first? So we arrived Friday... We 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 did uh, what did I say? Um, Wyoming, um, Yellowstone. So we did Yellowstone for two days. Mm. Then we drove across to South to through Wyoming to South Dakota, and we made stops along the way. And I had my twelve-year-old uh, with me, and she's learning all this in social studies. So we went to Custard Last Stand, and we went to you know uh, Devil's Tower. Then we went to Rapid City, and then we went to Deadwood. Like it was fantastic, and then down to Mount Rushmore, through Nebraska, and then into Denver. And nothing was – we never drove more than two, three hours at a time. But you should know, like, we're, we're in Wyoming, and I turned on the kosher GPS app to see if there was anything in the area, like maybe mm-hmm. a Chabad house. The th- first thing that comes up is you. <laughs> and it <laughs> was like – someone, someone told me that there is now a, a bagel store that has a local Ashkacha in – um, in Nebraska. I don't know so anything it's about Omaha. it. Someone just recently told me about it. And they have Krispy Kreme. Well, you guys don't uh, have Krispy Kreme anymore. Omaha, Nebraska has a kosher Krispy Kreme. Go figure. Go figure. Go figure, right? <laughs> we want one in the five towns. Why can't they open one? I happen to love Dunkin' Donuts coffee, but I don't love donuts. But I do like donuts from Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. There's something special about them. We'll, we'll see if we can get you on before the next time you visit. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Um, okay, so if so, now we're kind of like wrapping up the the summer season. Like unless someone's yes. heading out now, like for Memorial Weekend, this is going to – I mean Labor Day. I always mix up Labor Day weekend and Memorial Weekend. I know Memorial's I think, first. I know, 20-something years in America, I still haven't learned it. Um, if you're subconscious going, I don't want this to end. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> Put me back to Memorial Weekend. Um, so so we have Labor Day weekend coming up this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so and, and it's kind of like closes out the summer season. Yontif is two weeks away. Yep. Now we're coming into the fall and winter season of Denver. Mm-hmm. Any recommendations for us as well that – you know? Sure. So uh, in terms of uh, the tourist stuff, I would tell you that if you plan to ski this year, the, the, the ski resorts are planning to opening to, uh, to open. Uh, however, they are requiring reservations just to keep the numbers on the mountain at any given time 
um, limited. So if you're planning to visit Colorado, I strongly suggest that you be in touch with each resort that you're going to visit and, and book your, those appointments. Typically, that's not something that's being done. Last year's season had to end early because of COVID, <clears throat> but they are planning to open and they're just requiring reservations to sort of keep the people, uh, you know, the numbers down. Uh, from our perspective, our, we're fully operational. So anyone visiting Denver or, or Aspen or Vail or wherever they're going to go skiing, um, we provide a full service of, you know, either coming in shop in advance uh, of your, of going up to the mountains. We do daily deliveries up to the mountains, everything from, we have a full service, fresh butcher shop. We have a full service grocery with fresh bakery, dairy, uh, as well as a full, full line of prepared foods, full meals, deli, takeout, um, so everything could be pre-ordered and uh, frozen, double wrapped if you wanted. Anything you really need, we will deliver directly to your doorstep with the condo or the hotel that you're staying in. I love that. How far is Vail from you or that other ski resort, Aspen? So Vail, uh, Vail is two hours and mainly the ski resorts around the Vail area. So Vail, Breckenridge, uh, and, and all of those in this, that sort of region there, that's more of where the tourists are going. Um, that's approximately two hours plus or minus Loveland would be the closest, you know, decent ski, uh, area. And that's about an hour. Aspen is approximately four hours, but realistically it's less touristy. Um, it's a little bit more expensive to go there. Um, if you're going to come visit for skiing, you want to really be in that Vale, Breckenridge, Copper, uh, Copper Mountain. Those are the areas, uh, that are definitely more attractive to the tourists. Do you ski? Before you move, I do there? not. Did you I ski do now? Ski. Do you ski now? Nope. Nope. <laughs> do you snow tube? I don't do any snow sports. Nope. I'm and the you moved to, to Colorado. During, during the ski season, I'm the guy who has to stay busy making sure that all the New Yorkers and New Jerseyans who are coming to visit are well fed. <laughs> That's so cute. Well, you do have our very good friend Shimshon Rubin there and his lovely wife yes. Shoshana. And she can make yes. you amazing bread. If you are out there, you can reach out to oh. Shoshana, the braided loaf. She's Mind-blowing. so amazing, so talented. Um, and, yeah, she can hook you up with some uh, excellent <laughs> bread and desserts. Um Okay, so let's a little bit talk about um, mm-hmm. we finished up with the winter season. Yep. We've got the restaurant. Um, do you do anything like that? I'm just kind of like going through the year, you know, so people yep. can get an idea of what the actual, you know, um, food and um, touristy. And then also like you'll tell us a little bit about the, the, the community, the infrastructure of the community. Right. So Pesach time. So just is to that sort a, of yeah. jump in if I can. We're getting a lot of calls, interestingly enough, for people who want to come out here for for Sukkot and rent homes. Because, again, Denver is still in that safe zone. And the weather here, Sukkot, is beautiful. Fall weather, just so you have an idea, here is beautiful. It's, you know, 60s and 70s, cool. Uh, Sure, once in a blue moon, we'll get a a snowflake. But uh, realistically, it's absolutely beautiful to be here uh, fall time. So there are we've gotten a number of calls, whether or not we'd, you know, we have access to uh, providing food and stuff like that. And obviously, of course, we do, um, you know, full custom menus if people want. But if you're planning to, you know, want to get away and some of the hotels that you may have normally visited aren't uh, accommodating, come see us here in Denver. We're we're open and we're uh, we're looking to have you. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Um, when I was there a couple of weeks ago, um, mm-hmm. when was it, three weeks ago, there were some fires in Colorado which blocked a lot of the views. Yes. Are they, they out wildfires. yet? The wildfires. Are They're they not out, out there. We, we've gotten some rain and, so, like I said, some snow. And so the containment is definitely up. We're, last I heard, we're close to 75% contained oh. of the largest of the, of the fires. Um, 
but I, there, we're unfortunately we are not immune to the uh, wildfire fire season like California. Um, this year has been a little bit bad. We've had a drought uh, right. earlier in the summer. Right, it's killed a lot uh, but of them. They're trees. definitely coming under control. Okay, thank God. I I, I meant yeah. to ask you that earlier on because I'm very sensitive to wildfires. Being Australian, we have a lot mm -hmm. of wildfires in general, but this past year in December was devastating. Um, the wildfires in Australia. Right. Um, so the one in the one in Glenwood Springs, which was the big one, is that's the one that's coming under control and I think getting much much better. Okay, thank God. Okay, thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank you for the weather and and the fire reports. Okay, <laughs> um, Denver is a community. If someone is looking to yes. move out of town, we have this all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, like. Houses in New York are expensive. Like people want to like quiet a more chilled kind of life. Tell us a little bit about Denver before we wrap up. Sure, Denver's got three sort of populous areas in terms of the uh, religious, you know, Jewish communities. Uh, the east side of Denver, which is not far from where the store was, where you where, where, where you were visiting, where you stayed for Shabbos at the at the Rubens. Um, number of different shuls, you know, different varieties, whatever you might be looking for, it's available. A uh, number of day schools. There are. Uh, a number of high schools. There's a yeshiva. There's a Beis Yaakov. So the the and then you've got the the west side of town where there's the yeshiva and the kolel and the, you got the southeast which is Asia of the Rockies. That's the anchor there in the community. And so there's a little bit of anything for everybody, uh, depending what you're looking for. Uh, the economy here, thank God, has been very strong it's we've got a good base of uh, uh medical professionals and uh technology professionals as well as other professions that have done very very well uh for anybody who enjoys the the outdoor the mild weather uh colorado's uh, you know uh, weather is just magnificent um even when it snows you the joke here is that you can ski in the morning and golf in the afternoon i uh, i've heard that before that quickly i've heard yeah. that before um and what's nice about it is we are a short plane ride away from New York, California, Chicago, every epicenter uh, of whether it be for family or business. So it's very easy to travel in and out of. There's a tremendous amount of options flight-wise. Um, <clears throat> Affordability-wise, you're probably in the mid-range. Um, it's not very expensive, but it's not super cheap. But excuse me, the, the community is wonderful. Uh, like I said, a very nice mix of, of, of people and communities, young, you, you know, younger people, people who have been here for generations. Um, the Jewish community here in Colorado dates back, um, I, to the turn of the century, uh, before uh, there was a gold rush and, and there was a tremendous, right. tremendous community here. So there's there's a long-established Jewish community here in Colorado. All of the uh, infrastructure that you would want out of a Jewish community, no matter what age group or, or what you know uh, variation you're looking for, it exists. Kosher food obviously exists. Easy travel. It, it's really a wonderful, wonderful okay. community to be a part of. This is wonderful to hear. This is really wonderful to hear because I really didn't know how big or how small the community was till I got there, and I'm I'm like very excited to hear, you know, that it's right. large and growing and and vibrant, you know. So I Shabbat there was beautiful. It was very hot when I was there. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Shua, so much for for joining us. Um, it was a pleasure. Thank um, you for having me. And thank you for having us at your restaurant as well, guys. Go, it was an honor. Um, go check out them on Instagram. Give it a shout out. What's your Instagram? Oh, Eastside Kosher Deli underscore Denver. Okay. Excellent. I go, uh, yeah, I think that's about right. <laughs> that should and we're, come we're up. We're on Facebook also, and you can visit our website. Um, and of course, always with any with, anytime someone has a question, you're welcome. Just give us a call. We're happy to help you walk through an order and whatever you might need when visiting. Okay. Amazing. Thank you, Shua. Thank you for visiting. Thank you for having me. All right. Our pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Bye.
Okay, that was Shua Horowitz from Denver. That was so fun. Next guest, moving right along because we've got a really tight show, is Aviva Bennett-Trabish. Did I say it right? Close enough. What's a lot? Tribush. 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 You know, I'm Australian. I have an accent. I have to say it like American. <laughs> Aviva, how are you? I'm good. Baruch Hashem. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Aviva and I spent a lot of time this summer together. Um, I was doing a lot of cooking classes upstate. She was living in her parents with by her parents. My parents' bungalow. Bungalow yep. with her family. And she hosted me. And she made yummy barbecue with her husband for me and her gorgeous kids. And Aviva does. She's been on the show before. You've heard me talk a lot about her. Aviva sells Cutco knives. I do. Um, we became friends through Instagram and mamish like we're like real friends like I sleep at her place like when when upstate like we're like we're buds like we hang we and um, we bit, ate mango in the middle of the night we together ate mango in the middle of the night together like oh my god we did a little Instagram story in the middle of the night and I thought era of Rosh Hashanah we need to talk about knives yes. because it is a new year and it's time for some new knives. And did you know that there is a Hasidish minhag to get a new knife for Rosh Hashanah? I did know that. As a school for Parnassah. That's what I... So just put up honor, your microphone up here. That's a little gift for you. Are you serious? I am. I kind of made a joke to Aviva when we were doing a demo at Esther's house. Esther, you know who I'm... If you're listening, I hope you know we're talking about you. Um, I said, oh, I need a, a, a knife for Milchik because... My, this is, I think, is this what I think it is? is it this is. This is my favorite knife. It is. I promise you I'm seeing this for the first time. <laughs> yeah, she is. Oh, my God. My kids are going to be so happy. This is my favorite knife. It is the Santuco, the small Santuco. This Santuco trimmer. Trimmer. And I have this in Flashic, but I wanted one with a wide handle in small, like the same one. Yep. For milking. So You can actually demonstrate for oh, everyone Aziva. how it slices a tomato. Oh, okay. Wait. Wait, it's tomato. I'm sorry. Okay, but I want to... I'm from New York, though. Can we wash this? Because then we can eat it afterwards. Okay, so then let's also use mine, because mine is titled and yours is brand new. Okay, fine. But I want to wash the tomato. Okay. Because then we can't eat it, because Okay. Do we have something else that we can do first while we wash it? Yeah, we can do the lemon. Okay. Okay, let's do the lemon. (laughs) (laughs) It tastes good. Thank you. Very good. Yeah, because then we can't wash it after we eat it or fall apart. Okay. Okay. All right, this is the brand new knife. We're not going to use mine because it's not Teufel's. Okay, is this good? See, Casey, Casey lining up the shot. Is Sylvia there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so, um, ZK, I, knows, knows, I know he knows how to wash yes. this tomato. Okay. So just for anyone who's actually watching it, it looks serrated. Cutco does not make serrated knives. Right, that's a very big misconception. Correct. So serrated knives means that the tip is where the blade is. So a regular hollow knife has a blade on the tip, and as the tip goes down, it continues to stay sharp with Cutco because the tip is not the blade. It's three straight edges inside. It's a recessed edge. Oh, oh that's so, so easy. I hardly need any pressure for that. Tomatoes, avocado, lemons, anything for this I knife just smell. except for dense food. Like? Don't, what's, don't, what's dense food? Potatoes, onions, carrots, apples. You don't want to use this for that. It's harder. Okay, so what would be a really good... We've got Rosh Hashanah coming Rosh Hashanah. up. What would be a good apple knife? Apple knife. We don't have an apple, but... I don't have this any apples in my fridge. I didn't see any. Maybe. Did you look in my fridge? I did. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we may have Naomi's used them fridge. all up. We may have used them all up. This was the closest I got. This is a radish, a watermelon radish. Okay. So you can try that first just to see how okay. hard it's going to be to cut. because Well, it's pretty soft. It? But yeah, you see how you have a lot to pull. Right. I, I feel I feel resistance. With this one, you're going to cut it from the back, and you're going to pull like that. <laughs> Thank you, ZK. This, that, that tomato's from my garden. Oh, wow. 
This is from my garden. See it out there? Zika, I gotta get out of Queens. Can oh we, my, can, a garden. Can you zoom in on that? We'll this is great. Yes. Okay. All right, so I'm going to finish this. First. So you're going to start from the back, and you're going to pull. Yeah. Oh, Aviva. Like butter. This was crazy. Potatoes, See, onions, the, radishes, apples. Hot That's beautiful. Pink. This is called the watermelon radish because you cut it, and then you cut it in half, and it looks like a watermelon radish. Oh, learn look something new every day. These are the best. They are makes every salad look stunning. And put a little bit of salt on it, let it sit for a few minutes. You can just eat it plain. This is the most popular knife I have on my Instagram page, by the way. Really? Yes. Many <laughs> times it comes in every custom set. Why did I have set. this knife? That's a good question. You asked me for that one. I know, I know. The guy asked it. This is excellent. It's, I really felt the difference. I really felt the difference with it. It's sweet incredible. potatoes. Sweet potatoes. <gasps> butternut squash. It's a little too small. I wouldn't recommend that for a butternut squash. Okay. I recommend other ones. Okay, because you know, with Thanksgiving. Yep. What month are we in September? So Thanksgiving's not that yeah. far away. We've hit that. The one I gave you for Pesach that has perfect flavors engraved on it. We do engraving also, by the way. You, okay. can, uh, you can see that over here. Well, this I got this for Tzvi, this knife for Tzvi for Father's Day last year. and Because our silver color knife kind of like, you know, after 20-something years they get dull. And I've sharpened it so many times it didn't work. So I wanted to get Tzvi a really good color knife. So I got him this and Aviva engraved uh, up. It says, well, it doesn't say it on this one. It says, Abba's challah knife. This, this is, is Aviva's. This is a sourdough knife as well. Also, if you do sourdough bread Spice or artisanal bread. loves this knife. And tell, I've gotten so many people who say, I heard you have a great sourdough knife. And this is the one for sourdough. Okay, so great. All right. Terrific. Yeah. I might order one of those for a friend of mine. Okay. Okay. Um, see this? This is going to be your apple and potato knife. Apple and potato knife. Because that's this time of the year. People think this is going to be good for apples because they love it for everything. This is the this is the Santoku trimmer, and it is so popular, but, but it's just not good on apples. But can I – will it ruin my knife? It won't cut it well. I don't recommend it. Uh -huh. I, I recommend that potato this knife. This was amazing. amazing. Okay, so I'm going back to my tomato. Yes, you can use From your – my garden. Here. This oh, one. I'm not using my knife. <gasps> CK, you want to zoom in on that garden outside? Okay. <laughs> Um, right, we'll, get we'll get it later. But that, I call my garden my Israeli salad because I grow tomatoes and cucumbers in there. Oh, okay, great. so so I cut a tomato because I hate this part. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to cut that down. And you can try to go as Beautiful. thin as you'd like. And what, what, you can do, what I love about this knife is I'm just going to do a little bit of a knife skill. This is how I cut my tomatoes. I cut down because I'm just now making an Israeli salad. And then you go into it, holding it, and then just with my hand like a claw, I hold it, all the slices in place, and easily it doesn't fall apart because it's cut through the skin beautifully. Am I doing a good job? Of You're doing a great Am job. Am I making you proud? You are. <laughs> I actually have a kosher.com video of me like doing a cooking demo. Right? And it slices. It dices. There you go. If we have look time, at I these. Look at this, guys. Look at this. That's amazing. Beautiful cuts of Israeli salad. Naomi, if we have time, I can show you the proper way to slice an onion if you like. Why don't we do that? Wrong knife. Wrong knife. <laughs> Aviva has a knife for everything. You do. I told her she needs a cheat sheet. Yeah, we need a cheat sheet, but I also do knife demos. So I yeah, do knife skills talk about classes. That. Can we talk about that? Sure. Everybody needs a knife skills class. Absolutely. You can have a knife that is extremely sharp, but if you don't know how to use it properly, it doesn't matter that it's sharp. It'll just end up cutting your fingers. God forbid. So we 
talk about which knives are used for which foods. Many of them double, like this meat knife over here, can double for pineapples, melons. It's not just for meat. But I don't recommend cutting a pineapple with certain other knives. This one over here is not for cutting a pineapple. This is for an onion. So the two that come, pineapple, that would be okay. Not long enough for ideal, but that would be okay. So for onions from the custom shop, I said, and on my Instagram page, Remember Me Home, I do have multiple customized sets for kosher cooking. It is made for Jewish life. So there's a Shabbos set, there's a Yantif set, there's an everyday set, there's a starter Shabbos set. So um, in the Shabbos set, there are both of these options for onions. So I'm going to actually show you how to dice this properly, and I'm going to stand for this if you don't mind. Okay, is, that, is she still in this? Am I still in the video? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there are two sides to the onion. We have the root over here, and you want to keep the root intact at all times. Yeah. Cut off the other end, so you're going to take this. That's the stem. Yes, you're going to take the petite santoku. So this is the five-inch santoku. I have that one, You too. have this one, too. You're just going to cut off the end over there. I think mine's packed away for Pesach. No, I think I have another one. You I have a bigger one for Pesach. Oh, uh, okay. You have the seven-inch for Pesach. Oh, okay, there you go. Okay, so we're going to take this now, and we're going to cut this right in half through the root. So root is intact, root is intact. And I went to culinary school, by the way. I'm a professional chef. So this is how I learned how to slice onions. How to dice Where onions. Where did you go to culinary school? I went to CKCA. Oh, all of Hashalom. Yeah. Jesse, shout out to Jesse. And I did an internship at Prime Co. On the Upper West Side. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, all of Hashalom. Yeah. So, you don't peel back the, the skin at this point? At this point, I do. So I take my whatever I have left. I peel this off. I was getting excited talking about. Okay. Root still intact. Root still intact. Let and now, thank you. When you're transferring your food on a board, you always want to use the back of the knife. Yes, I talk about that all the time. Even before I met you, I'm all like, the time. And sometimes I see chefs scraping like oh. this, and I'm like, "What it's is wrong with you?" It's just so bad for your knife. Fake chef, fake chef. <laughs> you have to appreciate the knife yes. and give it the value it deserves. Yes. Cutco is guaranteed forever, so it has free, unlimited sharpening. You can get your knives sharpened by the factory once a year. I've even done that in the tri-state area. I come to your home and can sharpen knives as well. So, but still, don't ruin the blade. Use the back of the knife when swiping. Okay, so you have a half over here. You're going to take your knife. You're going to take the points, and you're going to go evenly. Uniform cuts are the most important thing after knife safety. So you want to make sure that whatever slice you're doing, don't make some large and, and some small. Why do we cut things uniformly? Because you need to... Have nice presentation. And also, it cooks evenly. You and cut. it cooks evenly, yes. <laughs> but for me, it's about the presentation. <laughs> right, so... You want to make sure that all these, that these slices are correct, all around the same size. Now, the root is intact, so this is supposed to all be together. The root's intact, and now you're going to make two slices through here with a little bit of space between them. So you're going to take this just till the end, but not through the root. And you're going to put the, you're going to use the back of the knife on this one. We're put the tip angles. down. And this is great. So Aviva now is slicing the onion into little even squares. And it's going to cook nice. It's going to look nice. And you're left with perfectly diced onions. Uh, we're going to do something with this afterwards. I say a nice salad with watermelon okay. radish, tomato, onion, lemon. Try this now if you don't want to do it Are the right way. Are these all par of knives? Yes. So we maybe throw in some feta cheese. we got some lunch. Okay. 
you're going to slice that one up. You can do half moons with that. I just want you to feel, I want you to feel how that one cuts through the onion. You, this is supposed to be that's, for the onion. That's the potato knife, but it's also excellent on onions. Oh, yeah. Wait, especially when just you go this way. Just wait till you go way. straight through. There you go. Aviva, this is sick. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. She's so always telling me, like, I should get this one. And I, I work like, with a lot of realtors, and the most popular set that they have is called the Welcome Home what Set. What do you mean realtors? Uh, I sell closing gifts. So we can engrave what? knives. Okay, what do you mean? What's a closing gift? When real estate agents sell a home, many times they give a bottle of wine oh, or a gift I see. basket. So they, the, the person who buys the home? Correct. Receives a gift. And usually from it's a the real From the person who is the realtor. Correct. Oh, very nice. I bet you could use it for Hanukkah or... For sure. We sell any gifts. But for real estate agents, um, they usually give consumable gifts. So they'll give a gift basket or they'll give a wine bottle. Like they eat the drink. They eat drink, it, they drink, drink it, and it's, food and the, and it's done. <gasps> so now they have something that's left. And the most popular two-piece set are these two together. This is for everything except for dense foods. No potatoes, no onions, no apples. Potatoes, onions, apples. So these two together make a really nice gift, and it's called the Welcome Home Set, and it is on my Instagram page as well. Okay, I, I absolutely love that. Maybe that, we'll do a giveaway one day. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a giveaway. I, I love that idea. Um, is there a coupon code for my Of course. For, to Na get some of your knives? Naomi 10. Naomi Call me, 10. message me, WhatsApp. It's cool because we've got Naomi 10 for Smilo Sugar's program. We've got now Naomi 10 for some knives. Yep, remember Fan me home. Find me on Instagram. Fantastic. I'm just doing a time check. Okay, great. Okay. Um, my next guest after this is going to be my daughter, Eliana. Oh, <laughs> how's she acclimating? She, she's good. You, you'll stick around. You can hear the interview. Okay. But uh, she, she's... Uh, She's going to be up next from, so her, from her hotel room in quarantine in Israel. Oh um, okay, these are really wonderful, Aviva. I know that you've got a tight schedule. I do. Yeah, you're welcome but to stay Thank around. you. Thank My you pleasure. for having me, and thank you for those of you watching and listening. Um, okay, so let me, just, let me just try to line up my daughter okay. on the phone while we finish up. Can I start taking these? Um, you can leave it here because I know oh, you need to take your knives. I can I can come back if you need. Oh no 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 it's okay. Or you could can you say, can we just talk about that for a second? Is this mine from my house? No. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I can I just say this is the best knife? We call them the chicken scissors because they are used for cutting chicken bones, but we use it for cutting everything. This is a fantastic knife. If I had to pick two things, basic to yep. start me off, I would pick these two. Yeah. Okay. These are Naomi's recommendations. Um, That's just because you don't have the potato no, knife and yet. and <laughs> the third would be this, right? Absolutely. Wait, and then the fourth would be this, right? I think this would be like a yeah, really good a great starter start. kit it is. for people. And then I would I would do the big knife. The challah knife. The challah knife. Sourdough. Habi, sourdough, because we eat a lot of bread here. And I have this for cutting roasts. All the roasts in my Perfect Flavors book were actually cut with this knife. Okay, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's yeah. good to yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, There you go. Because it slices so beautifully. It does. It does. Um, okay. okay. So Naomi, thank you. My pleasure. I know that you have to go. I so. do. Okay, so <laughs> thank you. Thanks. You take up yourself. I'm going to get Ellie on the phone and call me on your way home. All right? I want to talk. <laughs> okay, excellent. So let's get my daughter on the phone in Israel. Are we ready, ZK? Ready. I know she can't be anywhere because she's on quarantine. You can, you can just leave everything on the board and then... And then uh, we'll clean it up afterwards. Okay, let's see if Ellie's going to answer the telephone. She can't. Hello. Hi, Ellie. You're live on Nachum Siegel Network with your mother. 
Hi, Mommy. Hi, everybody that's live. Hi, hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm watching the sunset. Okay, where are you watching? On your your Mirpeset. What are you overlooking? I am overlooking the um, water and a pool and some palm trees. It's pretty humid out. Very hot, but not as humid as it is in New York. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure Tel Aviv is always hot. So, Ellie, let's just give everyone a little bit of a little bit of a background. How long have you been living in Israel? Um, Four days. So three days? I'm. <laughs> I mean, I moved to Israel a year ago, um, but I made Aliyah official um, on the 31st of August. So two and a half days. <laughs> She's been in Israel for two and a half days. So let's just talk about last year. Um, you were a Matruchan MMY. Yes. Unfortunately, the year for most of the students got cut early, but you yeah, stayed. Very sad. Uh, you stayed behind with a bunch of girls. Mm-hmm. I did. There were about twenty-something girls. Three alumni came in, um, also because they didn't have anywhere to go because of Corona. So MMY absorbed them, and then there were five Madrichot. Um, and, and how and many? We all helped run. Oh, so it varied between 19 girls and 23 girls because some um, girls that stayed, um, their parents either lived in Israel or they went to their family for Pesach and then they came back after Pesach was over and then they stayed the rest of the year. They they went to their families who were within Israel, who live in Israel. Yes. Yeah, they didn't, nobody left. And then they couldn't come back. They couldn't come back any case. You couldn't get back into the country unless you're an Israeli citizen. So, and you guys all made all the meals together. How did you get food? How, how was all that situation? Um, So for Shavuos and for Pasach, Mrs. Katz, um, who is my boss and runs MMY, um, she's one of the administration. She um, asked us to, she, she gave us a caterer and we chose like foods from um, to be catered. Um, But, the girls also made tons of food. Like every Shabbat, the girls made the food. Everyone also had like an assigned dish. So one of the girls always made chicken soup because she made the best chicken soup. <laughs> one one or two girls always made challah because they made the best challah. Like everybody had a thing. We always sent out like an Excel list like on um, like on Tuesday. Everybody signed up what they were going to make. And then we designated two girls to go to Osherad every week to go get all Osher- the supplies and bring it back. Osherad is a big supermarket oh- there. Yeah, it's kind of like Costco. Um, have, it's it's so, bingo in America, by the way, guys. Oh, yes, bingo. Um, so it was just like incredible because I was with these amazing girls who, by the way, all continued to learn Torah the entire time. They had Zoom classes and like the teachers after Pesach were able to come in like a few at a time and they sat with their teachers. They adjusted the, the times and the schedules. So the girls who went back to the States and England were able to Zoom in so they can get credits for college. Like it was amazing to watch and it was amazing and so expi- inspiring to watch these girls like grow and become like very mature young women. And like future leaders of Kal Yisrael. That's so nice to hear. That's so nice to hear. Um, and then at the end of the year, did the girls go back? Did anyone stay? Um, so many girls went back, but um, there are also many of them are making Aliyah this summer as well. Like a few, a few girls just made Aliyah um, like a few days before me. Um, they sent out like a Mazel Tov on the WhatsApp chat. Very um, nice. A lot of the girls came back, Shanabet, who had to leave early. Um, oh, really? Did you have like a lot huge... of that? How many girls came back? Or a I can't give you a number. Okay. I can find out for you in another point. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so Ellie, what, you know, what inspired you to make Aliyah? You know, you, you finished high school, you went to MMY free, you came back, you did your degree at Queen's College, you spent a year in MMY being a matruha, and now, you know, once you were there and you, you, you had this love for Israel, but what else, like, was there a defining moment in your life that kind of said, you know, I want to live here? So there was no defining moment. I think everything just kind of built up on itself. Um, I went on Machlala at NCSY for three summers. Ooh, that NCSY! very much helped. Shout out to <laughs> um, them. I, yeah, seriously. They're an amazing, amazing program with amazing girls. Um, and I also, two summers ago in 2018, I was um, a tour guide in the Herzl Museum. Um, and that really made it for me. Like well, I learned how did you about end the father. How did you end up being so, a tour guide uh, in the in the Herzl Museum? So random, you know? So, yeah, it is very random. Um, basically, I was part of this um, summer program called JLIC Summer Oraita Summer Program. Like Which it was is connected with Oraita and the yeshiva. And, and the, um, the OU, correct? And the OU, and OU JLIC. Um, and it was for college students or people who just graduated. Um, and they basically, you learn Torah at night in Oraita. You lived in the old city. Now I think they moved locations since then. But, and then you have an internship during the day. And you can meet like all these people that are in different colleges and connect with people that um, you wouldn't necessarily meet because you go to different colleges and you live in different states. Um, so I got an internship working for the Herzl Museum and I found it super inspiring. I had to learn all about Herzl to give, to be able to give tours. Like I was trained really well and being able to like, if people ask questions, I had to know the answers like straight up without being like, um, uh, so eh. that was, in Israel, it's eh. <laughs> I didn't read that. <laughs> um, so that was extremely inspiring because I learned about the the person who founded modern day, who was the father of modern day Zionism. Like it was crazy. Like the fact that he, he basically said like everyone, every single Jew should have a place to, to go, to hide, to be safe, to be secured. And like now like during Corona and like your, your visas were rejected to come meet Moshe Ephraim. That's, like, our, that's my new grandson. He's so cute, but like that ripped my heart out. And like Herzl would be rolling right now if he knew that Jews, Jews were being rejected from the Holy Land. Like this is our one place where we can go. How dare you? I know, like, I know. But we no. had, they had to keep everyone safe. And I think that was the big picture there. For, oh, that, for sure. That big is, picture, but, that uh, is the big picture. And Israel is, tell us a little bit about the quarantine situation right now in Israel. And then you, we'll break it down to what you're up to and you know, your whole situation being in a hotel. Okay. So everybody has to go into quarantine when they fly into Israel. It's, you have to stay here for 14 days. Even if you get, even um, if you can get the grandparents visa, which I'm trying to get or the, whichever, whoever yeah, flies in from, to, from outside Israel, even if you're an Israeli citizen, even if you have antibodies, yeah. you have to do this two weeks. Yeah, you must. Um, so what you basically do for 14 days, if you wanted to do an apartment, the apartment has to be empty or um, you have empty to have a separate people. entrance. Empty of people. Empty of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there can't be anyone else living there. And if there is, you have to have a separate entrance and you have to have a bathroom inside your bedroom. Like, they don't mess around with this. Um, I also was just told that they have... Bidud hotels and Corona hotels. I didn't know there was a difference. Yeah, what does that mean? Um, a Bidud hotel is like someone who they have to see if they if they're gonna catch Corona and like, they 
Like you. Um, like if you start, right, like me, like someone who flew in, I probably don't have Corona, Bliyan Hara, Baruch Hashem, stay like that, should be healthy. Amen. Um, but you should, but like, you have to go to this quarantine hotel. A Corona hotel is if, God forbid, someone gets Corona, they take you away from your family so they can't catch it, and they put you in a Corona hotel where everybody there has Corona. They monitor you. They check up on you. And you can walk around. And in the Bidu hotel, you have to stay in your room. You can't leave. In a Corona hotel, you can go to the pool. You can, like, hang out with, like, everyone. You can do whatever you want. And who pays and they, for that? And if, Maybe we should. And the government pays for everything. Like, it's crazy. And like, and, and, um, someone told me on, they were messaging me on Instagram that, um, how you're released from the Corona hotel is you get a, you have to test negative for Corona. And then five days later, you have to test negative for Corona again. So they're not just going to let you out. Um, which is actually very, very smart on Israel's part. Cause you're protecting everyone else. Um, and the people who are sick, like, even if they don't feel sick, Right. Um, get to have fun. Well, yeah. It just right because some I people guess. are carriers without being sick. Okay, now Ellie, yeah, let's or talk... like you have like a cold for a day and then you're done. Right, but then you're still in quarantine. I mean, we're in the Corona Hotel till you're, you're Corona till you have hotel, all your neg- negative tests. Okay, let's go back to the correct. to the to the quarantine situation that you're in. You made Aliyah. How mm-hmm. did, when your plane landed? Walk us through that. Okay, when I landed, they United um, had everybody um, get off by rows of five. So, and I was like the second to last row, so I was sitting there for a while. Um, and then we got off the plane, and they said we all had like red um, necklace necklaces with our names on it, so you can uh, tell who the Olim, the new Olim were. Was anyone there um, to they, greet you at the uh, airport? Like then, you know, they usually have that. They usually have that, but unfortunately, because of Corona, they didn't. They just had the Israeli government. Um, they pulled us aside and they like checked off our names, and then they took us as a group to um, take pictures of our Israeli passports um, by like the machine, and then um, we were then escorted to a room with everybody was. Um, their chairs were like six feet apart. And then an Israeli government official said like, welcome, you're now Israeli, hooray. This is what you're gonna be getting in the next room. We're gonna call you up by name individually. So then they called your name individually. I happen to have gone first. Um, Thank God for you. And <laughs> yeah, it's because I, I gave them a problem before, but, <laughs> and they had my name on the top of the list. Um, your red flag, Dilly. Oh uh, yeah, it's cause, um, I was, it was written down for some reason that I was doing bidud in my apartment, but it was a mistake. I was really supposed to do my hotel. So they, because I'm an Israeli citizen, they obviously were able to give me a hotel room free of charge without any issues. Thank God. Um, so they had my name on the stack, the top stack. So it worked out for me. Um, so they gave me my tudadole, which is like your rights of like what you get, like, um, what you get for your misra, uh, for your absorption package, you get money every few months from the government cool, um, and some other gift baskets, so to speak, for moving to Israel, which is crazy because no other country does that. They don't give citizens like gifts for moving. They're like, okay, good, congratulations. You're now a citizen, um, which is amazing. Um, and then they give me my two dots of hoot number. Usually you get a, you get a temporary two dots of hoot. Um, 
But because of Corona, you have to go to Misrata Panim to get your temporary two dots of hoot. So, and while you're there, you have to order your real two dots of hoot. And then you have to do all these complicated your things. Your two dots is like your social security number. Yeah. Okay. And your ID card, basically. Okay. All right. What's next? So then they took you to the... Then, um, then after I got my number, um, they had like sandwiches and wrap, like in a package and like water bottles. And there was a woman that, an official woman that went around, like making sure that people took, she, like one of the girls like came over and she's like, do you want a tuna sandwich? And I was like, yeah, sure. Oh, no so problem. Nice. So they I, fed like, you right away. Put that in my bag. Yeah. They were, they were so nice. And like, I took two water bottles, like they were so sweet. Um, and they're like, mazel tov, I'm making aliyah. And then they took me and then they... Uh, then they took me to get our baggage. I also had to check in with a chayal, actually. That was a side point. Um, someone escorted me specifically to speak to chayalim because they needed to look at my tudatuhut so they can check up on me because um, now I'm their responsibility. Like, so they, they called me when I got to the hotel room, like, shalom, um, are you religious? Like, they asked me, like, all these questions. And I was like, yeah, this is so cool. Um there's like literally a battalion in charge of our hotel. It's so funny. So you've got I'm a like, battalion like of soldiers. Age. Make sure you don't bust out. What? There's a battalion of soldiers making sure that nobody's leaving the quarantine hotel. Yeah. They have like security cameras everywhere. That's crazy. Like you can't leave. That's yeah, they crazy. said you can't leave unless the hotel, God forbid, is on fire. Really? Okay, yeah, so they that means they're that. providing they're you. like, you cannot leave at all. And I was like, uh, excuse me, what if there's a fire? And they're like, Okay, fine. <laughs> if there's a fire, there okay. should not be. Okay, so so in terms of food, so you've got a room with a balcony overlooking yes. the Mediterranean Sea. You just watch sunset on what day is it? Wednesday. We're listening to this on yes, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. But really, everyone's going to hear this on Friday. So it's live right now on Wednesday when we're recording. But by Friday, we'll be right. like two days before. Um, this, you're mm -hmm. watching the sunset. Yeah, Ellie, I got to say, I was so happy when you told me there was a balcony. I think that's so mentally healthy. Yeah, I was so scared because I could have ended up in any hotel in any city. And I found out where I was going when they gave me my two dots of hoot number. I was like to the guy, by the way, where are you sending me? And they're like, oh, Dan Panorama in Tel Aviv. I'm like, you literally could have sent me to Yerushalayim, which would have been awesome. Um, or Natanya, like literally anywhere. It's just based on availability and they don't know until you get there. Right. I think it's fantastic um, that you're there. What's the food like? Everybody's waiting to hear about the food. How's it going? I know it's only been three days and I sent it with a ton of snacks, but. Yeah. Um, so the dinners have been pretty terrible. Oh, I'm um, so sorry. In my it, opinion, what what's dinner? Um, what is it? Milkshakes or flakes? It's like let's work. Let's work dairy backwards. Or dairy or parv? Um, because um, I think it's actually been pretty parv so far. The first night I got this sandwich with uh, eggplant slices in sabich. it. She got a sabich, yeah, an eggplant with out. eggs. Yeah, um, that's so not for you. Yeah, no. Um, the second night, last night, I got this white fish that smelled terrible. Oh. I threw it out. Um, and then tonight, they just uh, they gave me like this weird sandwich thing. But with every with every meal, you get a loaf of bread like in a in a bag. But now I have like a tower of bread because I'm not <laughs> eating it. So I so I called um, this evening. I was like, "Hi, do you mind like not sending me bread anymore? Because I'm not eating it, and I just have like." a tower of bread and they're like okay we'll put it on in our computer not to give you anymore and i was like thank you so instead i think they gave me cheaps 
chips. Okay, chips. But you know what, Elle? It's kind of like room service because we never, when we, wherever we go to a hotel, we don't get room service. So <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 pretty chill. Um, and it was also they also gave me like um, uh, a peach in there and like some other things. Like and that, let's talk about meat. Oh, so, so you have that for is, lunch, right? Yeah, because it's Israel. Um, so yesterday I had chicken, like pargiot, so, so good. Okay, so great. So you're having your, like a true Israeli, you're having your food in the middle of, the, your meat meal in the middle of the day. That's very Israeli. Yeah. So like today I got like these chicken ball things. I, I'm saving that for dinner because I knew I wouldn't like the, the dinner. <laughs> okay. Um, but also um, my sister's friend who lives in Tel Aviv, Muller now, she she is a goddess. She literally, <laughs> I sent her a grocery list and she dropped everything off for me. She got me deli and snacks and breads and fruit and vegetables and salad dressing, like amazing amount of food. Like I'm basically set. Um, Fantastic. And yeah. And for breakfast, they also give you like a lot of food and with every room you have a, uh, uh, a kettle a kum kum, a kum, kum. Um, and you they give you like packets of coffee and sugar and tea so can, and like what about disintegratable milk? hot cups um so they called me the first morning that I woke up there they're like do you need anything I'm like I need coffee and and milk so they sent me up a small carton of three percent milk but I can't drink three percent it's way too thick for me so ZC also got me a one percent yes Ellie doesn't love like, milk ah. The rest of us in our family love milk, not so much Ellie. It has to be like a bit Yeah, water, everybody watery. pounds the milk in our house. I only, I like the watery kind of milk for my <laughs> coffee and that's it. Okay, terrific, terrific. And breakfast is to get cereal or toast or? They haven't gotten me cereal, but they uh, they obviously send you with bread, um, a white muffin thing. Okay. Um, you know, they come in like chocolate or vanilla, so the vanilla one. Um some a bunch of different types of cheese um they always they so far sent me jam and nutella like a nutella packet okay so i've been you're doing those okay too. okay yeah also like i don't even eat breakfast so hold like, it all take it coffee. to your apartment save that's me exactly what i'm doing save me some money <laughs> Yeah, seriously. I'm so proud of you. Everyone here in America is so proud of you. And everyone in Israel is excited for you to get out of Bidud. I know that some of my followers and listeners um, will reach out to you. Um, You can follow Eliana and all her Aliyah progress on uh, her Instagram. It's Ellie's Eliyah, like Aliyah with an E, like it's a pun on her name, Ellie. Ellie's Eliyah 2020. Um, and she's doing a great job storing. I'm really proud Thank of you, Elle. And I saw that you figured out the comment box, the question box. Oh, yeah. My uh, roommate from Queens told me how to do it. Okay, terrific. Great, great, great. I'm, I'm, uh, it's terrific. All right, everyone, thank you so much for watching and listening yeah. um, to our show. Ellie, thank you so much for being part. We'll tune in with you again in a couple of weeks to see how life in Israel outside of Bidur is going and how it was when you were still inside right. those last few days. I want to wish everyone a Shabbat Shalom. A big thank you to um, Smilo, Family Destinations and... Um, for the 10% off your program with Na- coupon code Naomi10. And remember me home, nice with Aviva. Uh, also, Naomi10 will save you 10% off. Wishing all Shabbat Shalom. We have music sponsored by our friends at Kedem right up until Lich Benching. And up next, we have Mark Zombic with Erev Shabbos Music. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat <laughs> Shalom.